The Sport Industry Access Podcast, episode 113. What is the best method to enhance grassroots football in Africa? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. My name is Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who is a sports expert in a specific field in the sports industry, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in the football industry. So I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Brian Wasella. Brian is the founder and CEO at the Football Foundation for Africa. His mission is to really enhance grassroots football in Africa so there's better access for youngsters to get involved in the sport. On that note, I can't wait to hear more about Brian's vision with regards to football in Africa and it's brilliant to have him on the show. That's when today's episode, Brian will share his sports career journey and explain to you the best method to enhance grassroots football in Africa. Brian, it's great to have you on the show. Please, can you share your sports career journey to listeners? When did it all start? Well, Ed, uh, thank you very much for having uh, me on the show. It's a, it's a real pleasure for me to to be hosted here. And uh, yeah, if I can talk about my my sports journey, I really have been playing for as long as I can I can remember. I've been involved in in sports for as long as I can remember. I've played a bit of uh, table tennis, basketball, volleyball, but uh, as you might be aware, I'm a footballer, amateur footballer by if I can call it a profession at this point. Yeah, so I've been actively involved in uh, football. I think from about the age of uh, five or six. I played throughout my my schooling years uh, in Nairobi, Kenya. That's where I was uh, I was raised. So I played until what is now the National Super League in uh, in Kenya, which is the second tier league. At that point, before I moved to Geneva, Switzerland, my current base, where I continued to play uh, actively uh, for about uh, five years in the. Again, still in the amateur ranks, but uh, very competitive uh, uh, football, if I can say that. And uh, I retired uh, about <laughs> about four years ago. Uh, that's when I, t- I decided to take away the competitive from the from the sport. So I continue to engage in football, but a more relaxed pace. I find this really interesting. Just going back really quickly, can you remember when you had to realise you had to think about your future in a lot more detail? to where you are now, if that makes sense, from a career perspective? I must say that was when uh, I'm telling you I decided to, to retire from, uh, from competitive football. I'm an I'm IT professional myself. That's why I consider myself an IT professional. But uh, when I was retiring from competitive uh, football, it left uh, some kind of gap uh, or hole in my, in my life. I really felt like I was losing a major part of my, 
of my life and that's when I started to think of what I can uh, do with the sport that I've been involved in for yeah, for over 20 years if I can say that. So yeah, this is what triggered my interest in football being more than just a sport, more than just a game and I wanted to know more about uh, the whole thing. So naturally I delved into a few books to get to know more about the the sport. And uh, that, uh, yeah, it triggered me to go deeper and deeper into the history, the present, and uh, what uh, uh, the future is for, for, for football. And uh, that's where I am now. Would you mind explaining to listeners your academic background in a bit more detail? My academic background? Well, I am, uh, I am a computer science uh, graduate. I think I can start from that uh, point. Uh, so that's uh, to do with IT. I'm also a trained accountant. Association of uh, Chartered Certified uh, Accountants. I kind of tried to pursue something in between these two because uh, the business and the technology side uh, side of it. So that was always uh, my passion to work in uh, in technology, but with a very business focus to to it. It still it still is is my interest, and uh, I always try to see how I can bring that into the into the football industry, into the football football world. And uh, yeah, I've also done a postgraduate uh, diploma in technology management. Again, um, just something to develop myself and uh, recently or rather to delve into the world of uh, football. I'm now a master graduate, uh, graduate student at the Football Business Academy where I'm doing my, uh, my master's. I'm due to graduate in uh, March next year before I go 100% uh, with the football industry. Yeah. So is that with Dorian Estra? Exactly. Dorian Estra is uh, the CEO of the Football Business Academy. So I'm part of the second edition of the, of the course. Would you mind going in a bit more detail? Dorian and I go way back. As you know, on the podcast show, I interviewed him episode, I think it's like 14, when he just set this all up. Would you mind sharing an insight of this experience you've just gone through? Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a great experience so far. As, uh, as I told you, for me, it's like uh, after three, three or four years of developing myself within the football industry through reading, through writing. You know, I run a blog, brandwesala.com, and all that, trying, did a f- couple of tournaments back in uh, Nairobi just to see, the, get a feel of the industry. And then at this point where I was now thinking of taking the jump, uh, the Football Business Academy really came at the at the right moment because I had gathered what I thought was a good amount of knowledge, but it was not packaged in any way. So for me to package that knowledge and to more or less brand myself, I couldn't uh, waste this opportunity to join the Football Business Academy. And I must say that so far it's been it's been an excellent experience. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm halfway through the the whole course. And I'm actually preparing to go for my internship that is still being uh, sorted before coming back to Geneva to to complete the course. So it's been an excellent experience, excellent colleagues, excellent faculty, learning from the industry experts. It's been amazing so far. How about from a networking perspective, you know, really hands on? Because all I see is what I see online and the thing I see from the Football Business Academy is that you're connecting with the right people. How important is that? through this experience you're going through? What they say about the football industry, it's a very, uh, it really depends. If you want to go into the football industry, you really need a good network. 
and that's some that's uh, something that the FBA has really uh, perfected, if I can say that. First of all, as a faculty, we have people who are already in the industry. So our lecturers are as people who are already working in the industry. And we get to know them uh, almost on a personal uh, personal level as they take us through the through the material, through the course. We also have the opportunity of attending one of the biggest um, football conferences in, uh, in the world. That's uh, the Soccer, Soccer X. Exactly. So we did that in uh, April this year. Again, Everybody you could imagine in the football industry is uh, represented in some of these uh, forums. So as a student being there, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's really a great experience. Just for the listeners listening in, would you mind explaining to listeners, in your opinion, the core skills you need to work in the football industry, which you're going through now? Like from like you talked about networking, for example, what other skill sets have you developed through this experience? I would say really it's, um, it depends. Again, football is a very huge industry. It's huge industry. So the kind of skills you want to develop or master will also depend on which uh, area you want to, to focus on. Personally, I'm very keen on uh, football development, as you may be aware, and I'm keen on football development in, uh, in Africa. So for me, first and foremost, I need a very good knowledge of the football business. How is the football being handled? Even from historical perspective, I need to understand how was this game developed in the from the past. And then uh, now to bring all this uh, into focus, I think uh, you should have very good uh, organizational skills. And it comes to what I'm uh, trying to do, things like uh, project management and uh, yeah, communication skills, as you as you point out, because you're constantly working with the with people in the in the field. So not in the field of play, but in the field in the industry. So it's really important that you're able to to communicate well and keep uh, sounding off people, if I can put it uh, that way. As you go, you also need a lot of persistence. It's not it's not an easy industry. It's a, it's a crowded space, if I can say that. So you need you need to be persistent and know what you're looking for. So that's very important in the, in the football industry. Um, yeah, I think that's all I can say in terms of, uh, of skill set. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And what you're talking about near the beginning of that really relates to today's podcast topic. What is the best method from your learning to be able to enhance grassroots football in Africa? Having been involved in the sport in, uh, in Kenya mainly, and uh, here in Europe, and trying to see the, the differences, and hence my decision to go into development in Africa. I realized there was, a, there was the areas in which there was a gap were in education, football education, and in terms of infrastructure. I think for me, playing football in, uh, in Europe, even at the amateur level, really has been enjoyable. In Africa, it was enjoyable as well, but what you're exposed to here in Europe in terms of infrastructure at the grassroots level, it's uh, really good. So yeah, for, for me, first of all, education is very important and you have to look at education in two angles. First of all, education in terms of football education, how do we develop our players? And then secondly, we have to look at structure. You see, when we are trying to develop football in Africa, 
the thing you'll hear most, we don't have the structures at the grassroots level. Uh, but uh, in my in my opinion, and I think uh, this is a shared view, we have a structure which we could use, which is the education structure in Africa. Right from the very early age, the early years, our school systems are, are well developed and the rates of enrollment are very high. So if the football industry or any other sport, for example, that wishes to, to, to develop their, their game, taps or uses the education structure, they should be able to have or develop a good foundation for their sport. For me, that's where the, the secret lies. And uh, secondary, of course, as I say, just improving in infrastructure. Again, from my experience in, um, in Kenya, in Africa, our schools are equipped with sports facilities. So, they are there, but they are not just being utilized in a structured manner, and they are not also developed to the to the right quality to be able to support the talent that is coming up. So, out of interest, Brian, what inspired you to start your own foundation? Exactly, exactly what I have just mentioned. The gap that I saw that existed there in terms of education and infrastructure. Those are two areas I hope uh, my foundation can uh, uh, can work on. It's not really my foundation as such. I say it's the Football Foundation for Africa. So I want it to be for Africa. I hope it can address these two areas. And the third area being uh, governance. We also have a bit of an issue in the, with governance. That's uh, from a more of a global perspective. But yeah, my I was inspired to 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 start the foundation. Or rather, me coming to this point of starting my own foundation was was a gradual process. I say, at uh, at the age of thirty, when my career in IT was uh, stagnating and uh, I was also losing my my football, my competitive football uh, career, and thinking now, what should I do? That's when I started my blog. I started to write brianmesala.com. I had promised myself an article a month just to on my experiences in Africa and in Europe when it comes to football and what I've been researching on. Anyway, that developed into uh, a tournament that I organized in, uh, in Nairobi. It's called uh, Obama Cup. Actually, uh, there's a bit of a tragic story behind it. I also lost a very a great friend of mine who used to be a teammate. And uh, it's, it all happened within this uh, when this within this time frame. And when I decided to do the first Obama Cup, that was in uh, 2016, just a small uh, tournament to, to bring my teammates back together, having been away from home for a long, long time. For me, football is what always brought us together. So I organized the first Obama Cup uh, in 2015, actually, without calling it Obama Cup. Then in 2016, that's when I decided to do Obama Cup and I was theming it uh, tackling unemployment through sport. So it was kind of having a football tournament, but with added value. Uh, idea being to, to bring other stakeholders around the tournament where players or even fans can tap in to get more information, network for career purposes or business purposes. So the reception for this was uh, was encouraging, and uh, I decided to do it again. I decided to make it an annual feature of my my visits back to to Nairobi. And in um, 
actually in 2017 um, we did the, the second Obama Cup and uh, in 2018 again we did the, the third edition of uh, Obama Cup. So from this experience I realized there was a lot of support for, for what I was doing just from friends and uh, and family and yeah people were interested in what these guys doing and from that I started to think how can I structure it uh, how can I structure what I'm doing how can I make it a more sustainable sustainable venture as opposed to just running it through my my blog and that's when the idea of uh, setting up the football foundation for Africa came up that was some time uh, in mid uh, mid last year when I decided to set up the Football Foundation for Africa. So I started doing my concept note and all that. And yeah, we are here we are now in uh, 2018. The Football Foundation for Africa is, is up and running. We have uh, had one tournament under the Football Foundation for Africa. That was uh, the FFA Cup that was held in a uh, Morocco village in, uh, in Botswana. And yeah, we are, we, we, we are working on it. It's still early days, but we are working on it. Look, Brian, I'm just blown away of what you've just said, literally, and more inspired to tell the truth. Out of interest, just relating back to your career now, what have you been up to recently? At the moment, it's more of uh, yeah, developing the Football Foundation for Africa. That's where I'm dedicating a lot of my time. As I also mentioned, it's uh, my master's program. There's a lot of work to do with that, so... I'm also seeing, making sure that I don't, uh, I don't lose that. I have to complete my master in football business. And then, as I mentioned recently, I was in uh, in Botswana, Morocco. That was in uh, August to organize the first edition of the FFA Cup. So the FFA Cup is basically Obama Cup being taken to the African uh, continent. Because when I thought I, I thought of the idea of venturing out and I asked somebody um, an opportunity came up to go to Botswana and I said, okay, I can do Obama Cup in Botswana, but in Botswana they don't have the same uh, relation to the name, so we take it to Africa's FFA Cup. So that has taken a lot of my time learning from my experience there and now again I'm organizing the fourth edition of Obama Cup, which will be taking place in uh, in Nairobi in uh, February uh, February 2nd 202019 and uh, yeah we keep we keep developing the concept and seeing how best can uh, our participants benefit from such a such an event so for example this time round we are thinking of doing a one day workshop before the tournament something on football uh, football education or some life skill like project management we are still trying to find the right partners to, to facilitate this kind of thing. So for me, basically, at the moment, I'm doing tournaments with an added value, tournaments that have an impact beyond the field of uh, field of play. And idea being football, as much as we are developing it as an industry, it cannot absorb everybody, all the players as players. So we need to give these players other skills that can even now bring into the football industry to help have a more sustainable uh, sustainable foundation for the future of African football, if I can say that. So currently there's a lot of work going into Obama Cup 2019. 
and uh, I'm really looking forward to that. It's uh, challenging, of course, working very far from uh, from Nairobi, but I've always had a great team on the on the ground of volunteers who are my my former teammates. I can say that so they've been wonderful uh, support. And for me, it's tapping into this kind of energy and actually packaging it into something valuable that uh, gives me the the energy to to keep working. That's brilliant, Brian. Just on a personal note, what have you enjoyed the most from your career journey going back to that five-year-old starting playing football, just reflecting right now? I think while I was playing, my, the fun was the fun was out from the playing, if I can say that. I I was always looking forward to go and uh, and run around and, uh, and kick the ball over lunchtime, over break time, after school. For me, it was all about playing. And... Uh, even in my in when I started playing at the amateur level in the second tie of the of the Kenyan league, it was still about playing. But I again started to observe something else. We created such a, a strong bond as a team, since our team was uh, made up of students as well as uh, players from the local community, because ours was a university team. And I can remember we created such a great bond and I always looked forward to this. Now even more than the football. When I was not playing, I looked forward to seeing my uh, my friends and all that. And I remember at some point I thought, why can't we turn this into a semi-professional side? I think that's when my entrepreneurial skills started to 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 kick in. And I even went to the administration of the school and started to ask them, we need to turn our outfit into something semi-professional and make sure we we maintain this for, for the future, but didn't work out quite well then, but uh, I'm sure it was, I was planting the seeds then. Now that uh, I'm fully venturing and in my three, four tournaments now that I've organized, the thing that I enjoy most is again, seeing people come together. When you see people come for a tournament, people from all walks of life, players from all of I just come together and enjoy a day. That really gives me a sense of uh, of satisfaction, if I can say that. And again, it excites me at the same time because when I see these crowds coming, I think, how can we turn this into sustainable value? And that's what keeps me thinking. If you have the answers, please share because I'm looking to see how best can we make use of the crowds that come for tournaments and any other sporting events and create sustainable value out of that, that can be able to build society, build communities, build the individuals and communities that make up society. For me, that's the whole, uh, that's what uh, keeps me excited. That's what keeps me going. Brian, I can definitely hear your humble enthusiasm and literally this talk I've really enjoyed and I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question what advice would you give to university students who want to pursue a career in the football industry for me it would be get out there that's what I tell anybody student who wants to get into the football industry get yourself out there go and learn as much as possible do as much as possible figure out what is it exactly that you want to do within the industry and go for it. Don't hesitate. Go and ask. There will be challenges here and there, but 
the best way to learn is to get yourself out there. Brian, that is absolutely fantastic. I really do hope the listeners take that on board. How can people interact with you online? Uh, well, I have my, my blog, which I need to update with uh, some new articles, brianwesala.com. Please uh, feel free to, to visit. I'm also Brian Wesala on uh, most of the social media, Twitter and, uh, and Facebook, uh, where most of my work is uh, highlighted. But now again, I'm trying to focus more attention on my um, on the Football Foundation for Africa. So the website is footballfoundation.africa. On Twitter, we are uh, FFA underscore Africa. On Facebook, we are Football Foundation Africa. On Instagram as well, we are Football Foundation Africa. So yeah, uh, feel free to get in touch with me. Uh, also an email, it's uh, busala at uh, footballfoundation.africa. Uh, in case you're interested to know more about the foundation, uh, do not hesitate to write to me and I'll be more than happy. That is great. To all the listeners listening in, all those links will be on my blog post relating to this podcast chat. Brian, it's been absolutely fantastic chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Ed, for hosting me. Real pleasure. Wow. What a really fascinating podcast chat with Brian. For me, the biggest learning lesson I've taken from this podcast chat is it's really opened up my eyes with regards to how football can be a great tool with regards to creating positive change, not just in the sports industry, but also just in a global society. And I cannot express how much I admire Brian with regards to his foundation. And for me, this is where sport or soccer in this case can have such an impact But with regards to the career aspect of working in the football industry, I hope you've understood now that working in football is so broad. It's not just about the 22 men on the pitch and playing the sport. A lot can be done with regards to education with soccer outside the pitch and how it can have a real impact to different communities, not just in the UK, but around the world. But from a career perspective now, with regards to the skill sets and understanding how to really pursue a career in the football industry, without a doubt, and from my experience as well, building that network and connecting with the right people is crucial. But understanding where you want to go in the football industry is vital because that's where you're going to have a real impact and connect with the right people with regards to your sports career journey. So look, I really do hope this has been beneficial And I hope you also follow Brian's journey as well with his foundation, because this is where it's going to lead to new opportunities to the soccer industry going forward. So really take action, really apply yourself where you want to go in the football industry, if that's where you want to go, and good luck. Now, as always, at the end of each interview, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Brian said, if you want to work in the football industry, don't hesitate. There will be challenges here and there, but the best way to learn is to get yourself out there.